and welcome to Precure Podcast Engage, the podcast where we try and watch the entire Precure franchise. I am Charlie, your very fine Chifo. And I'm the next queen of games, Cassidy. <laughs> and I'm Jeremy, and it's time to duel. <laughs> I feel like I should have had a different opening. Yeah, but no, you weren't okay. prepared. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> As you can hear from these introductions, A, Jeremy is back on our podcast after months, a lot of months. You're on a- Has it been a year? Hold on, let me check. Maybe not a year. Let me go to precurepodcastengage.wordpress.com. Why don't we? Um, So we can look at the very good WordPress design I have. Yes, it's very good. Scroll down. It's a very attractive site. You should you should all go check it out. Yes. Uh, which episode was the one you were on? It was the. It was the foi- the first poisony episode. Yeah, it was the grandma episode, right? Yeah, grandma cure. Yeah. So love grandma. Then... Get you love love grandma. <laughs> hmm, it, it had to be like a, I feel it was like eleven or twelve. It was a long time ago. I, I feel it might have been twelve. I think it was twelve. Was it really that early? It yeah. might have, it was either twelve or fifteen. I think it was twelve. Yeah, because this was like poisony, and she came third. Yep, it's episode twelve. The evil flower appears. That oh, was September ninth of twenty nineteen. Okay, so not not a year, not a year. Almost nine months. Jeremy, I was going to say something that would have been behind the scenes for a podcast that's not ours, so I'm not allowed to say it. <laughs> Just gonna sip my tea here. <laughs> Jeremy, I can't believe you've been avoiding us for nine months. I haven't been avoiding you. I've recorded with both of you. <laughs> no. That, I mean, okay, yeah, recordings for that did happen in between then and now. That's yes. true. I have recorded with both of you in the interim. Yeah, but you haven't come back on, on our podcast. podcast. <laughs> you haven't been on well, my I'm podcast either of them once. <laughs> That's true. We should fix that at some point. Yeah. Go on Cassidy's so, podcasts. You don't have to twist my arm. We just have to find the time. So how's it going? <laughs> now I've gotten my combative energy back. Here we go. Here we go. Perfect. Perfect. I just needed to be punchy. <laughs> so I guess. So I guess I should. I should at least explain why I'm here. Yeah. Um, what are you doing on our show? Yeah. Who let you in here? I am here to be an asshole. Uh, since you said to fight you. If I disagreed with one of your magical girl preferences. I said that for some of them. There were some that I, at this point, I've gotten to the point where I said, I'll fight you on this one. But if you come at me about anything else, I'll block you on Twitter. So Jeremy. Speaking of of which, you might have to block me on Twitter. Let me see here. At Atayuface on Twitter. (laughs) Just go ahead and hit the block button preemptively. Uh, I'm doing it now. Okay. All right, cool. So I am here, uh. You can check. You know, look, let me, hold on, let me, let me, I have to check now, because I don't know if this is just a bit or if you actually blocked me. Uh, let's find to, out. I need the answer to this question. Yeah, I think I'm blocked. <laughs> wait, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 maybe I, maybe I just can't spell. Yep, I'm blocked. I'm blocked. Cool. All right. So, uh, <laughs> let's see if I can redeem myself. <laughs> If I if I make the case, you have to unblock me. <laughs> yeah, I just I need to let other everybody know that this isn't a, a goof. I need to let right, them know I'm, I'm for serious. 
Cassidy will Absolutely. in fact block you. Oh. Okay. So uh so basically way back when you made some some very bold claims about uh Yu-Gi-Oh, specifically the original series mm-hmm. not being a magical girl show. Yes. This yes. is correct. Uh, and I disagree and I have brought receipts. <laughs> mm. so, I think someone may have sold you a false product, but we'll take a look at them anyways. Oh no, I do, I do all my own research. This is artisanal. This is bespoke. I must say, I want to make this clear to everyone listening that uh, this is not something we will probably ever do again. <laughs> this is wanna... not an open invitation. Yes. We, have, we have granted Jeremy this audience, <laughs> but everybody else will just get blocked on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I will say... I feel so special. I will go back to what I said before in uh, episode 32, or because this is coming out in some time in the future. I don't know when. Whenever I feel like I w- we need to have this fight. For public listening, uh, I will fight you for money. If you pay me, (laughs) I will fight with you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But just me, not Cassidy. Cassidy will block you. I will fight Uh, you for money. I will also offer to defend uh, any and all of my positions at the rate of about $20 per hour. So if you want to, if you want to at me, just, you know, (laughs) slide me in that PayPal and we'll, we'll talk. Alright, but let's get into this. Let's get into this, the great Yu-Gi-Oh! Magical Girl debate. Who wants to go first? Let Jeremy go first, because I've already said my piece, Jeremy knows my piece, the people at home know my piece. (laughs) And I'll reiterate it as necessary. That's fair. Um, So so I think where I want to start is actually with defining uh, what is a magical girl show like what are the qualities of a magical girl show because we got to be scientific about this if i know nothing else about you it's that you love science yes that is accurate about me and the show in general yes so so what would you say are the qualities of a magical girl show okay so i basing this like this is something that charlie would have more of an answer for than i do but i'm going to base it solely off of the things that we have When we were talking about any of these shows on our list, which is actually very long now, um, we we would say like, okay, here's something that it has that makes it like a magical girl show, or here's something that it has but isn't quite enough, or like it's it's one of those things where it's a checklist where it has to meet enough or have like enough in common. Like even if it some of them some of these shows that are on our confirmed magical girl list aren't don't hit a lot of the checklist points, but they do a lot of (laughs) extra credit, as I will say. But to just get into it, like the list of things are um, a transformation sequence. That's like number one, a fairy partner of some kind, I would say is also important. Um, uh, Sort of like generally I view it as like it should be something that's sort of like a monster of the weakish. Something where it's like every episode is decently standalone, except for like the, the few parts that aren't like... You know, like when you get into an episode, it's not really ever a. This is part one of three type situations. Um, let's see. Um, Charlie, do you have any other things? Hmm. It's usually shows that are about the power of friendship overcoming. Yes. Or either the power of friendship or the power of light in general overcoming the power of darkness. Absolutely. And I think that's uh, just about it. Okay. I I think I think for the purposes of this, that's that's more than enough we have you know some sort of transformation uh some sort of partner some sort of mystical partner 
uh, you know, rotating casts of new enemies and the power of friendship. Uh, I, and I think I almost want to specify like a little bit more specifically there. Like it's cause it's not, it's not always the power of friendship. Sometimes it's literally just, this is the power of light versus the power of darkness. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's fair. And, and like you said, we don't need to hit all of these for every show, you know? Yeah. Uh, I've, I, I, I'm familiar with your list or at least the parts of it that are made public. Also we'll say that I think it, it well, not necessary. This is prevalent in a lot of magical girl shows, but eventually the characters will get an upgrade of some sort that will allow them to be okay. more powerful than they were previously. It's It's got to have, like, elements of tokusatsu in there, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, the, the mid-season upgrade is a big thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and I and I think I think you can kind of see where I'm going with this. Yu-Gi-Oh! does actually hit all of these notes. We mm. have a pretty regular... So a pretty regular transformation sequence. Uh, Yugi does have a mystical partner that gives some advice. Uh, there are lots of rotating new enemies. Uh, the power of friendship is heavily. Uh, and there are r- routine mid-season upgrades. All right, Jeremy. I can't believe the very <laughs> first thing you said was wrong. But okay, here we go. That there's no transformation sequence? It's not It's not the magical girl-style transformation sequence. When Yugi quote-unquote transforms, he gets his body <laughs> possessed by a ghost and is a different person. You know, I'm glad you brought that up um, because first off, let's 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 take a step back from Yu-Gi-Oh. We'll put a pin in that for just a second, but let's talk about transformation sequences. Uh, is Card Captor Sakura a magical girl show? I've never watched it, but I have been led to believe it is. Yes, I. I... Are are there transformation sequences? <laughs> all right, all right. Boy, there you, are not. You come no, into okay. my house. <laughs> Like, here's the thing. Like we said, it doesn't have to hit all of the marks, but you no, saying I'm that it aware. hit a mark, I have to refute you that that statement. No, I, I, I'm just saying that this is not necessarily a hard and fast specific kind of transformation. I, uh, but Let me make my case with Kagam Sakura, because uh, it's okay. my favorite anime of all time. So technically, there's no it's very good. transformation where Sakura gets, like, transforms into her magical girl form. But there is a transformation scene when she activates her wand for each time she goes after a card. And I still think that could qualify under transformation because the key Yeah. Because the key does turn transform into a wand. Um I also want to say that uh a, a key factor there is even if like even if it's like not quite a transformation sequence or whatever. She's still the same person regardless. She's not possessed yeah. by a ghost that's someone else. Oh. oh, don't you worry, Cassidy. I'm about to get to that. <laughs> no. So so let's let's move over to a different show that I know already is on your magical girl list, Digimon Frontier. Yeah, Digimon Frontier is on here. Right. Granted, so, here's what I'll say about Digimon Frontier being uh-huh. on here, is that I have not watched more than ten episodes of Digimon Frontier. <laughs> Okay, that's I, I actually recently before I even know, knew that that was on your list, um, I, I recently rewatched that series for, for purposes of research. And uh, fun, fun fact, small spoiler, they're actually turning into those Digimon. They're not just like they don't. It's not like Koji is like Koji as Lobomon. Koji is Lobomon. They switch places. The, the legendary warriors are actually, you know, using those kids to fight this battle. There is a scene towards the end of the show where they physically split and talk to each other. Mm-hmm. So what she's saying is that we shouldn't have it on our list. No, no, what I'm saying is that it, because it really does hit all of the points of a magical girl show. And and 
it's not the only example of that. Uh, it should not be a, you know, uh, a controversial opinion to say Sailor Moon is a magical girl show. Yeah, Sailor Moon is a magical girl show. And you're going to say that she turns into Princess Serenity, the moon yes. wizard. Um, yes, I am. <laughs> and the thing because is, she does. she's a reincarnation. She's She, in her non-transformed form, is still a reincarnation. She doesn't become someone new. So, so fun fact, that was actually my next point. Because uh, Yugi and the Pharaoh are not really two separate people. They inhabit the same body. They're all... They're, for the most part, 99% of the time, they are both in there all the time. They both have input on you know, decisions. They just switch who has primary control of the body, but they're both still there. They're not both in there all the time. Fact. Fact. They're not both in there all the time. Is it? So, so, what, you're, so what you're saying is that the pharaoh is in the puzzle, not necessarily in Yugi's head. The pharaoh, there is several instances in which the pharaoh is no longer there when Yugi does not have the puzzle. Okay. And how often does that happen? Um, in the stuff that I have watched, like, you know, there's like an entire episode where there's a burning building and a possessed bandit Keith. Mm-hmm. 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 Which is, which is like, you know, an episode out of like 50 or 60, you know, at a time. We're talking about a very small incident. Yes, but the, the fact it remains that it is not someone who lives in Yuki's head. But for all, for all actual purposes, it really is, though. Again, they're, they're most of the series they are together and they are you know both in there just because there is a magical macguffin that makes that happen much like your average magical girl doesn't necessarily change the nature of that relationship yeah i here's the thing is like i feel like you have a strong case here for saying that yami uh because i do not actually know the the pharaoh's real name because i never got that far and i don't want to say the wrong one i'll just call him yami um is like would make a good case for a fairy partner. Mm-hmm. Um, this like everything. It's the fact that like you can't have like both. I guess it's like oh, the thing is like yes, he's in there all the time, but that doesn't change the fact that when he transforms, it's literally just his body gets possessed by someone else. The the counterpoint to that though is that Yugi doesn't go away when they when they switch. Yugi's still there and still impacts yeah it's he's still there in the same level that yami is still there when he's not transformed but it's one yeah, of them takes control a- so he is no longer at the wheel he is a different person yep primary control because because again th- there are differences it's not like yugi has no impact on what the pharaoh does it's not like the two of them you know just absolutely switch and if yugi's there the pharaoh can't do anything and if the pharaoh's there yugi can't do anything they they definitely have a back and forth and kind of an argument uh, as to you know who gets to do what, but it's not. It's they're in most ways a hybrid being. They're they're mostly integrated. They swap you know again primary control based on who's more suited to a given situation. Like for instance, fighting the monster of the week as opposed to going to school, which is a magical girl trope in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. I I I get where you're coming from. I'm still saying like that's still. Like, yes, that is a level of transformation sequence, but that does not match the one that we have set as, like, the one that is a checkmark box of it's the same person through and through. Like, the the transformation that happens is, like, it's, it's, I'm hard, I'm trying to find a way to phrase it that's not just the way that I've been saying the whole time to maybe mm-hmm. make the mm-hmm. example more clear. Um, I guess, like, let's say we went to Sailor Moon as, like, your, as a thing you'd brought up before. If Princess Serenity's ghost was living in Sailor Moon's head, 
And then when they transformed, Princess Serenity was the one in charge and not Usagi. And it, like there was a sudden demeanor change and physical visible changes as well. Then but that's literally what happens, though. No, because when Usagi Sailor Moon, she still acts like Usagi. Her her hair changes color. Jeremy, are we talking about the same show? I feel like yes. Hold on, let me show you a picture of Sailor Moon in case you've forgotten. <laughs> so you're saying that Yami is the fairy partner, but he also switches control with you. That's a picture of Sailor Moon. So does that mean in this instant the fairy partner takes control of the magical girl, or the fairy partner? Yes. Uh, it's 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 like you said. It's not a one to one. Here is a picture of Usagi not in Sailor Moon mode. Um, <laughs> as you can see, they have the same hair color and design. Ni- but ni- neither of those is who I'm talking about. You're talking about Princess Serenity. Let me, let me, like, let when... me find a. You're talking. Yes, I'm saying that if if that hair color changed and she stopped acting like Usagi and she became fully and without a doubt Princess Serenity, it would also Princess Serenity's ghost was living in her head. Then it would be the same situation, but it's not. Because I am talking about that silver-haired Moon Princess. Yes, that's the Moon Princess. Yes, that's that's the when- one that would be a ghost. When when Sailor Moon doesn't have enough power to overcome a specific situation, she does let Princess Serenity take control. I have never seen this happen. I have never heard this happen. At at which point there are, you know, physical and personality changes. See, I'm not so sure about that. Because I'm going to use an instance from the R movie. Uh, You can say that Princess Serenity takes control, like, towards the end when she's using the silver crystal. But I still feel like that's just also just Usagi. Because, like, she gets the full dress and everything, but I feel like it's still her in, like, control. And, I mean, again, they're, they're kind of close in personality, so that, that, that's, you know, an arguable point. But it is kind of a precedent, right? Like, there are... It's not just... Is a reincarnation a one-to-one for you? Is, is kind of a question that I, th- I think is fuzzy enough. I think that this would be, like... The comparison is not here specifically because there is not a ghost of Princess Serenity living in Sailor Moon's head. So, so ghosts uh, or 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 spirits are kind of what we're looking. For. Like, if you want to make this comparison to like, oh, this is the thing that's like a main magical girl show, and that one's like this, then it should be something that's like that. You know? I mean, <sighs> like, if you want to compare. If you want to say, like, if you want to point at an apple and say, hey, this orange is just like that apple, therefore this orange is an apple, <laughs> the, the apple should actually be an orange when you point at it. I feel like we're talking about just two different kinds of apples, though. Like, I think this is just a disagreement of, you know, of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, analysis. Because I feel like that's a very similar situation. I don't think your reincarnation is a one-to-one for you. I think that counts as a separate person. And if you know, one magical girl is letting a separate person take control in a situation that calls for it, I feel like that's a, you know... Well, I will say this. Comparatively for Fusone taking over Yusagi's body to Yami taking over Yugi's body, that happens far more often in the show compared to the moments that Yusagi would let Suene take control. That's a very rare instant compared to Yu-Gi-Oh! when every single card duel, whatever it's called... Literally, anytime Yugi <laughs> transforms, it's like if uh, what if Goku had to become a great ape? <laughs> I mean, 
if okay, look, if we're talking about uh, Dragon Ball Z as a it's magical not. girl show, it's I'm not. He- it's not. I don't. I don't think it is. Let me add that to the list um, of things that aren't real quick. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really hit any of these. I'm gonna, oh, well, okay. I'm gonna put Dragon no, okay. Ball Z. Uh, yeah, Dragon Ball regulars also not. Yeah. Not none of them are. But okay, this just makes me feel like I should write an AU where it is. <laughs> <laughs> But e- either way, either way, e- even if that is a bit of a uh, fuzzy example, I think the Digimon Frontier one is a like a one to one because every time they change, they're changing into different people. Mm-hmm. And I'll and, like either say the yeah. difference there is that when we rated this, I did not know that fact, and like that's not going to change the fact that Digimon Frontier is on there because it hits a lot of the other marks. It does, and so does Yu-Gi-Oh. I think it actually hits again at least as many marks as Frontier does. Okay. Um. Um, so so even even putting that part aside, I think it hits all the other same. Yeah, I think it hits. So yeah, we'll, we'll just move on for now. I'm going to say that I have not checked that box for transformation. That's, Let's move on to the next fine. thing. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, so so in which case, we can talk about, um, <clears throat> you know, your rotating cast of enemies. I think Yu-Gi-Oh checks that box, right? <sighs> I mean... Yes, but not as quick. Like, the problem there is that Yu-Gi-Oh! is not necessarily a villain of the week show because yeah. its fights draw out for so long. And that's Some- that's a side effect of it being a shonen series, I want to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is the real problem there. And I, I don't want to put it all on it for that, but like, it's like a hard thing for me to say because I haven't watched enough. I will say... From listening to a Yu-Gi-Oh podcast, there are a lot of, a lot, like a lot of multi-parter episodes. Yeah, and that's, again, that's very, very fair. Um, but again, that can be said of a lot of mainstream Magical Girl shows as well. Um, while you do have, uh, <clears throat> like, for instance, to, to kind of go back to Sailor Moon, while initially you do have, like, one monster every week, there are arcs where you have more overarching villains and you deal with them, you know, multi parts at a time. Um, it's not, you know, the same scale, but like, like Cassidy said, this is partially because Yu-Gi-Oh is, you know, a shonen anime as well. And also because of the way it was serialized, it kind of had to be, so they didn't overtake, you know, the source material. Yeah. I, this is something that I'm willing to make a concession on. Um, I'm not. Like, this is the, <laughs> okay. <laughs> hit, hit me with the why not? I'm just coming in here. <laughs> You're supposed to be an impartial judge. <laughs> I lied. <laughs> oh, getting ganged up on. Uh, <laughs> it's a two-on-one duel. It's got. We got to do it. Well, well, I gotta. I gotta. Here, here's the good thing though, Jeremy, is you gain yes. extra life points equal to Charlie's. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I did just gain some extra life points. I feel like I'm. Ah, uh, you know what? I'm just gonna throw Sailor Moon away uh, at this point because I feel like it's not doing me any favors. I think we, uh, I think we've talked about that as much as we can, and and I'm gonna stick with Frontier because I've watched all of that pretty recently. See, this is this is putting me at a disadvantage because I don't have any <laughs> reference when it comes to that really. Like, okay, that's also a weird one. Like, okay, let, let's be all cards on the table here. Okay. I feel like all shonen anime have like a leg like three steps lower like of a chance of being a magical girl show because of so many of the things that are different between those like there are some that are like okay this is like you know like stuff that is inherent to show in anime sort of make puts it at a disadvantage when trying to describe it as a magical girl show 
Um, sure, sure. So, like, and I'm not going to stop you. Back to, you know, the heart of the show, pretty cute. So, you're saying that, uh, I'm trying to remember what you were saying, but my brain is escaping me right now, about how they're overarching, like, villains and, like, Sailor Moon stuff. And compared mm. it to Yu-Gi-Oh, where there's, like, multi-parters where they fight one people. But, like, in Pretty Cure, there are overarching villains. We have different arcs for each of the uh, original five. But we still had Monsters of the Week inside of those mm. that we had to fight. Yeah, and we so... don't really have that mm. in Yu-Gi-Oh. All right, hold on, well, Charlie. Let me... yeah, Jeremy, let me take this one. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, fine. <laughs> Look, Charlie, you switch sides. <laughs> no, this is the one. This is the thing that I like. I think Jeremy has a legitimate point about, Fine. so I'm willing to defend it. Which is like the problem there is because of the way they had to pace it, and the fact that, like, that because shonen material tends to draw out longer. Um, plus, like they already have to do so many things to make a uh, a game of Yu Gi Oh run shorter, um, and they still don't do enough. It IMO, but. Like the thing is, let's let's talk about the um the duelist kingdom arc, which is the very first arc of Yu-Gi-Oh. Yes. The overarching villain there is Pegasus. That's he true. is your your dark dude, your Jaku King. Um and <laughs> he doesn't really have any generals. He's no. he's Pegasus. Um <laughs> Honestly, you could even argue that Pegasus is the general and that like the real villain is has to do with the Millennium Puzzles, but we're not going to talk about that. We're just going to focus as Pegasus, Dark Dude, your monster of the week comes in the form of your Mako Tsunamis, your Weevil Underwoods, your so on. And like the reason, like if it wasn't for the fact that they had to play a game of Yu-Gi-Oh and not overtake the source material, like it wouldn't be like a five part series. It would be, we fought Weevil Underwood and now next episode we fight someone else. It would be yeah, like in GX when they fight uh, the little Vygowski or whatever his name was. <laughs> I will say... The guy with the Mokimokis. As I was making my point, I realized that I thought about uh, the first big stuff, Duelist Kingdom, and I realized I was wrong. So whatever, I'll take it back. I will say, Pretty Cure... Yeah. One season of Pretty Cure lasts about as long as one season of Yu-Gi-Oh! So I still think this it's fine comparing the two of them. Yeah, and it is the same narrative structure, like Cassidy was kind of getting at. You have your one overarching, like, arc villain, so, like, you've got your Pegasus or your Kaiba or your Merrick or what have you, and then you've got lots of smaller villains interspersed on the way to them. It's, it's you know, slightly drug out for the reasons that Cassidy pointed out, but it's the same narrative structure. Like, that that's the one that I will, I will, I will mark one box. I don't know how many boxes I had said at the beginning, but I'm marking five, one. Five. Five boxes, five. okay. And, I, and I'm feeling like three out of five at least qualifies me, so I'll take it. Uh, yeah, we'll take a look at the extra credit afterwards. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, so let's, let's move on from that, then. Uh, let's move on to the power of friendship. Can we call this one an easy win for Yu-Gi-Oh? Okay, but here's the thing. <laughs> I am actually, this is the one that I thought that you might push harder on. Um, so I, I did think a little bit about this one, as opposed to not thinking at all about the rest of it. Um, <laughs> uh, is like, Yu-Gi-Oh! claims to be a show about friendship. And often, like, it tries to be, especially like if you watch the first episode, you might think, or the first couple of episodes where it's 
Yugi has to go fight Kaiba to get his grandpa back. And they do the thing where, like, all right, everybody put your hand in. We're going to draw a smiley face on our hands. The symbol of friendship. It's a Yu-Gi-Oh card now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, it's like, yeah, okay. But in reality, that doesn't come up enough to be the driving force of the show. The, sh- the driving force of the show tends to be the heart of the cards, which is distinct from friendship. It is believing in yourself and believing in, like, that you can do it no matter what the odds are more than it is believing that even if you can't your friends have your back there are there are cases um like when joey gets brainwashed for example and stuff like that where like yes this is the episode where friendship is real friendship is cards so so let me actually flip that script on you just a minute because that's not what i was talking about oh uh huh. Because there, because everyone goes to that group of like, like Joey and Tristan and you know whatever. No, I'm not. I'm not talking about that friendship. I'm talking about Yugi and the Pharaoh. Every, literally every problem they solve is solved by the two of them understanding each other. And like you said, the times when they get split up is absolutely traumatic for both of them. They will go to no ends to reunite. It is a an incredibly powerful driving force in that show. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess I just never really view their relationship as a friendship because they don't, and a lot of the stuff I've watched of it, it doesn't really come up them interacting with each other outside of like, you know, when they're dueling or when they're talking about the Pharaoh's mysterious past. Yeah. And it, and it actually does take them a minute to kind of get into the, the nuts and bolts of their relationship to each other. But there are like especially in like the battle city arc and later on they really do show them interacting like outside of this is a dual situation and just kind of being pals yeah uh, there there's there is the one um uh pretty uh well-known episode where the pharaoh goes on a date with Taya. yep watch that episode that's the yeah, episode and it's basically like, just the, before battle yeah. city starts off yeah and it's the two of them just kind of like palling around for an entire episode and being like jerks at each other in a friendly sort of way i See, I watched that episode. I don't remember regular Yugi coming up at all in that episode. <laughs> all I remember is the Pharaoh, Taya, and then a DDR machine. I mean, that's that's the takeaway from the episode, yes. And, like, I think... the Okay, I will, like... Yeah, they're friends. Okay. But, like, that doesn't seem to... Like, that might be friendship for setting up stakes, not so much as friendship as a driving theme. It's it's very like because even when like okay the pharaoh is missing for whatever reason the 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 moral of the episode isn't and now they're back together aren't they great friends the moral of the episode is Yugi managed to do it on his own because he believed in himself <laughs> so so there's a there's a whole arc uh, later on in the show where the pharaoh loses Yugi's soul in a duel and the two of them get split up I've and seen he just, clips of it I've seen like yeah. gifs from it. Yeah, he has a full-on breakdown, and that the rest of that arc is him basically, like, mad-dogging towards, you know, reuniting with his best friend, Yu. Oh, so it's uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! GX Season 3. Kind of. That is that is not friendship, my friend. <laughs> that is... <laughs> um, for, for context, for people who have not watched Yu-Gi-Oh! GX Season 3, in Yu-Gi-Oh! GX Season 3, Jaden has lost his best friend and if you ask me, boyfriend Jesse Anderson to space and goes on a renegade mission to bring him back and save him. Um, and all of his friends come with them to help him out. And then 
they all die because Jaden was too focused on trying to save one person. Yeah, yeah, that's not how this season goes. Nobody actually dies that I recall. But but it it is basically just showing that this is like something that is important uh, to both of them. Yeah, I, uh, I I understand like that. I just I feel like it's not it is a thing that sets up stakes, not so much a thing that drives the theme. I, I can get where you're coming from. I don't quite see it as like pervading this material enough. Also, you know, I feel like. It's important for a magical girl show not to have just, like, one core friendship powering it. I mean, I know with Futariwa, it is... Yeah, I was about to say, that's that's, that's not the show. Let me make my point. (laughs) I know with Futariwa, it's just two pretty cures. But in Yu-Gi-Oh!, it's not just two characters. There's a whole supporting cast that are pretty important. And I feel like to use the power of friendship, it should be more... If you have such a large cast, it should focus more on everyone's friendships and just... Also, you there's a lot of, like, putting on stuff on just Yugi and Yami's connection. Yeah, you're trying to use Yugi and Yami together for, like, three different things. And I'm not going to point it out because, like, they're the... They're they're the main character singular. Yeah, it's like if I tried to use two characters to make every point about Futariwa, right? Yeah, like, that's the thing. Is like You have to. yeah. But, like, yeah. the thing difference there between Yu-Gi-Oh! and Futariwa is that Futariwa's main cast consists of Honoka, Nagisa, and then the three fairies at this point in our show. Mm-hmm. Um, with Yu-Gi-Oh!, the main cast consists of Yugi, Yami Yugi, Seto Kaiva, Joey Wheeler, Taya, Tristan. Like, Tristan, I'll, I'll, I'll even say Tristan's not main cast, or neither is Taya, but... I named four people before I had to start delegating people to support and cast. Yeah, and to be fair, Joey actually does come into this power of friendship thing too, because look at how much he grows over the course of the series just by being friends with Yugi. And like legitimately, yeah. the two of them are friends. Yeah, and like I'll agree, they're definitely friends, but like again, that's like a like that'll drive Joey's episodes. Um or episodes in which Joey is in danger, so it's setting up the the uh the stakes um but like as far as the show writ large it's not it doesn't quite go there as often as it should for it to count as power or friendship see and and i think we're gonna have to agree to disagree on that point because i feel like it is a central narrative in the show whether it be like yugi and and uh and yami or yugi and joey or even yugi and uh kaiba because god is there a complicated character arc yeah or you know, or you know, Kaiba and his brother. Uh, there are so many friendship arcs that are central to the. Na- if you took the friendship arcs out of Yu-Gi-Oh, you would have nothing but people playing card games. Someone argued that that's what Yu-Gi-Oh is to begin with. I mean, that's that's the core. Well, I mean, it's like saying if you take the friendship out of a magical girl show, you just have magical girl fight scenes. It's it's the same thing, right? It's the same narrative structure. Yeah, it's just like again, like the thing with a magical girl show is that the fight gets resolved by two people working to two or more people working together to like fire a laser beam, and in most cases it is it is more than two people. With like, I'll go ahead and say the exception there is Sailor Moon because everybody's like, do the attack now, Sailor Moon, and that's uh, or, kind or of to like go back, yeah. yeah, or to go back to Card Captor Sakura, yeah. But like when you ha- the thing is like. Cardcaptor Sakura, I guess, like, the thing there is, like, your main character that, like, you only have the one magical girl. 
uh, as far as I know. I don't. I, I mean, the Shamans has a kind of, kind of. Yeah, but he does capture a a bunch of cards in uh, the does. first two seasons. He no, like I'm, I'm willing to count him. Yeah, like the thing here is, is like Sailor Moon. I guess is the exception to the thing I'm about to say is that it's when a group of magical girls do their attack, it is them all working together and like having to rely on their friendship or whatever. Even in like Futariwa, it is. Nagisa and Honoka literally have to hold hands and be friends in order to do their laser beam. That's true. Yeah, yeah. And that is, uh, again, that is... And, like, they would do it with more than just those two characters if they had more than those two characters. They absolutely they would. And, and if we are... And if we are using that as the example, and uh, Yugi and Yami as kind of your two magical girls at this point... But the thing is, I, I, I say that, like, there is more than just, like, that. Like, because, like... If the problem there is that they have more characters that would be on the main cast and like ignoring the transformation sequence thing, because like, oh, yeah, okay, Joey doesn't have a transformation sequence. Joey isn't a magical girl, but like he is he is still on the level like he can do the thing that your main character can do. So if it's going to be a show about friendship, it should be about primarily about those people doing the thing together. And more inherently, I feel like the narrative of Yu-Gi-Oh is believing in yourself. I, I think it can be both. I, I think for me at least, have you know, watching the show, I think it really is about the relationships between the characters and them helping each other grow as individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, as far as I'm concerned, kind of the nature of friendship, right? Yeah. I can and, see like, how that's you, a thing like yeah. yeah, I just I feel like like that's a thing that comes up a lot in the show and like that's why people would like the show, right? It's like yeah. you liked seeing the characters interact. But, like, when it comes down to brass tacks, if you were to say the moral of the story is it never really, like, ever, occasionally it'll come down to your friends are always there to help you. But more often than not, the, the moral of the story is believe in yourself. Believe in the heart of the cards. Yeah. Uh, the cards, which are sentient spirits that you can be friends with. <sighs> Look, I don't know how often that comes in both in Yu-Gi-Oh! original, alright? Not as much as it should. Uh, but but it does come up. Again, I still think that it's, you know, more of a uh, more of a that sort of thing, where other people supporting you makes you better, and they give you the strength to believe in yourself, which is kind of saying a similar thing. For, for me, that's friendship. If that doesn't count as friendship for you, then okay, I guess I can't really argue that point. Yeah, it's just like, I guess like the, the thing that I'll say, like the last thing I'll say on the subject really is like, the, I, if it were to say like, like consistently, like working together is always better than trying to do something on your own or something along those lines, like, or friends will help you get through a jam, Sailor Moon says type stuff. And I and again, it's been a while since I watched Yu-Gi-Oh. You think I would have rewatched that instead of Digimon Frontier for this, but you know, you'd be wrong. Um, you would be wrong. And I, f- I feel like I, out of the three of us, I'm the one who's probably most familiar with the original series solely because I've been listening to a podcast about it, mm-hmm. <laughs> where they have just finished the Battle City arc. I was just starting the Battle City arc, and then they took it off of Netflix. And Crunchyroll doesn't have the rights to air the dub. Uh, there, there is a YouTube channel that has it all, as far as yeah. But then at that point, I had already started Yu-Gi-Oh GX, and <laughs> that, that's fair. And it's better. It's a more, it, it's more fun. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll agree with that. Uh, so, so we'll 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 just call friendship a gray area. Yeah. Uh, 
so regular upgrades, regular upgrades. Uh, Yugi's deck changes every ten minutes. Uh, you know, as the Does situation it? requires. At least every story arc, it has a major change. At least every story arc. Yeah, it goes like from it- like. Okay, go ahead. Well, I guess yeah. this does count as an upgrade. I was going to say, I feel like in battles, the battle study arc, the only real upgrade is that he gets the god card. <laughs> but I guess that does That's a count. pretty good upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty pretty major. Okay, okay. Here, here's the real test. Is Jeremy, can you name an upgrade from each season? Uh, okay, God, I, it has been a hot minute. Because I, I know um, when Yugi stops, like, I know when Yugi is like no longer using the pharaoh to duel and does more dueling on his own he gets like a main focus card instead of dark magician but i'm not sure if that would count because i know pre pre island it's exodia yeah and which is more of like a gimmick than anything yeah and then island it's dark magician yeah starting there it's dark magician even then like afterwards he still regularly uses dark magician yeah and then battle city it's uh slifer the sky dragon yeah and then, oh god, what comes after? How regularly does he <laughs> use Slifer after he gets it? Uh, not a co- really. At least a couple of times, but after that, oh right, after that he gets a different dragon. Um, he only really uses Slifer the Sky Dragon towards like the end when he's fighting like Merrick and Kaiba. Yeah. So, so what you're telling me is that he, he is he has to follow the the Power Ranger rules of escalation. <laughs> yes, uh, or or even the magical girl rules of escalation, where you only bring out the big attack at the end. Right? See, I don't like. I don't know. I think the magical girl of escalation is if you got a new attack, you use that attack only. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that depends on the show, because uh, uh, Sa- Sakura goes back and forth, just whatever works in the situation, right? Mm. Um, well, what do you mean? I mean, like um, she uses specific cards as like her go tos. But usually what she uses is situational to whatever card she's trying to catch. I wouldn't consider her cards upgrades or anything. I consider for her wands to be the key thing, not the cards themselves. Because the cards are things that are used through the wand itself. Okay, that's 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 fair. And once she gets her new wand in Season 3, that's solely what she uses to turn all the cards into Sakura cards. Yeah, no, I mean, that's 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 a fair analysis. I can't really argue with that. Do not come into my um, house and fight with me about Karakama Sakura. <laughs> no, no, no I, I wasn't. I wasn't on that point. I was just saying, I, I look at the cards as being upgrades as well, but I can I can see your, your point and I'll see that. It's, I mean, as she captures them, it's, you could see it that way, but I feel like they're secondary to the one itself, which is her main method of- they're like, they're like horizontal upgrades, right? Where they give her more options, but not yes. necessarily more power. It's exactly. like when when Pretty Cure gains the power to do the rainbow healing and then never uses it again. It's like when Sirecaptor <laughs> right? Soccer it's gets a, It's a horizontal card. upgrade. Yeah. But you would think it would be more useful than it actually is. But when they get the Fitbit of power, then they use that every time. <laughs> yes. Um, but, but yeah, yeah. Basically, Yugi's deck changes every season in some sort of interesting or uh, unique way. I, I feel like that counts. Mm. Mm. I, I, the reason I'm like hesitant is just because of how regularly I know he still uses Dark Magician after he gets an upgrade. Um, and like, well, not yeah. to say he doesn't get an upgrade, like obviously, but yeah. it's like it's like um, like with Yu-Gi-Oh GX, it's like yeah, his, his big first card is Flame Wingman, and then he gets Neos, and then he'll still use Flame Wingman. Yeah, and I mean like uh, you know, 
Futariwa, it's not like they're never using Marble Screw again, right? Um, no, they aren't. They aren't using it again. They got the Fitbit of power. Yeah. <sighs> I'm a little bit behind. <laughs> it's like when Sailor Moon gets the, the power to ring a bell and summon a Pegasus. That's that's all you're going to see for a while. Uh, so, okay. I'll we'll come back to that if we need to if 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 it if it's close we'll consider we'll it to. we'll have to because because right now I feel like we've got one solid uh, check mark and two gray areas and one uh, no <laughs> so we've got one more <laughs> what are we well, missing the, uh, what we are missing is does Yugi have a fairy partner That's I feel true. like Yugi has a fairy partner like that one I can I will be like yeah Yami's a fairy partner for sure. Okay, so in that case, we now have two check marks, uh, two gray areas, and one no. What type mm, of fairy so, partner is he? Um, <sighs> depends on the fan art you look at. I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would argue it should be like a very hard not three, but you know, some people are into that, and I don't know why. <laughs> so, so I guess with that. Do you, do you want to run down the what we have check marks in and what's kind of? Our, I haven't been keeping a list. I know the thing that I conceded on was the. Um, I was like, he definitely follows like the monster of the week formula. If you want to mm-hmm. like re- lean it that way, and then definitely has a fairy partner. Okay. Um, the stuff that I said hard no on was. Well, I said hard no on a lot more things than I think you're counting, but. I, I know you said hard no on transformations. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which, to be fair, is not the one that I lean hardest into because I still don't think Cardcaptor Sakura has a transformation sequence. But um, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And then I know you had a hard no on um, the power of friendship. We we had it. Yeah, we had a disagreement on friendship. I don't. I don't think you changed my mind. But I, I think. Yeah, I, I think that's a thing that. that's like neither of us are going to change our mind on that because we yeah, we yeah. view the text differently. Yes, like, yes, I would even like. I feel like there is like a lot of overlap in the themes of the show like in like the level of the the size of the cast and the sign of stuff it focuses on between original series and gx um and because i have more like to explain my thought there is like Yu-Gi-Oh! gx is like yeah these people are great amazing friends with Jaden. Jaden is like these are people who hang out with me i guess in real in return <laughs> you know <laughs> he is he is kind of a shit <laughs> But, um, okay. All right. And then the, uh, regular upgrades as well, I think was kind of the, the, we have to come back to. Yeah. Like those things are like, so like iffy is the thing. Do you have any okay. extra credit that you could point to? Um, so are there any vibes about it that make you think, oh, this should be a magical girl show, even if it doesn't quite fit? Yes. Yes, absolutely. And that is the fashion sense. Uh, <laughs> Your your main if you if you look at this as a magical girl show your main magical girls are Yugi and Kaiba, right? They're your kind of antagonistic, uh, you know, hot and cold magical girls, mm-hmm. and their fashion game is on fucking point. Yugi especially goes through multiple different iterations of his same classic color scheme and uniform, and uh, just recombines it in fresh new ways. I think the problem, like, I, I get it, and that's definitely cool. Um, like, it's a thing that I thought of, too, because, like, what I was focusing, like, if you want to focus more against friendship and more on the power of light versus darkness, is that Yami is an inherently dark character. Like, he is the power- Yu-Gi-Oh! in general is a pow- is more of a show about darkness overtaking the power of light, um, but for good reasons. To the point where, even in GX, it's literally the power of darkness needs to defeat the power of light, or else the light will destroy the world. And, like, 
as a result, they have, you know, more darkness themed fashion for their main characters in that way. Things like some Kingdom Hearts bullshit. The Tower of Darkness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, 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 look at, look at that shit. Like that, that's something you would see Passard wearing as opposed to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Is what I was getting. What I'm saying is Passard needs to be in Yu-Gi-Oh. Would you consider characters like Merrick and Bakur also magical girls? Because they have a similar shtick where they yeah, get possessed. They get they're, possessed they're kind differently. Of the... Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. They don't get possessed like where Yugi does, where Yugi is willingly sharing a body with a ghost. And they're more <laughs> like, this ghost ate my soul and won't let me leave. Yeah. Uh, if anything, they're more... Um... God, to use a magical girl show that I don't actually think is a magical girl show, they're more Madoka Magica. Okay, but that's is a magical girl show. But this is... I mean, that's fine. If if Madoka magical uh, Magica is a magical girl show, Yu Gi Oh Hella is. But uh, we can talk about that later. But, <laughs> Here's um, the thing. Okay, You're, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll have to talk about it later. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll we'll talk. We don't we we don't have that time. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, but yeah, like. The whole aesthetic of Yu-Gi-Oh, I think, comes very close to magical girl shows. There's big light attacks. Uh, there's, you know, big crazy monsters. Uh, there's, it does have laser beams. Uh, people are always dramatically yelling. It does have laser beams. Which, yeah, I guess, like, the thing that I would say like, isn't quite there for the aesthetic is there's not enough ribbon or frill. Even on even yeah. on your ma- yeah. quote unquote even on your literal magical girls in Yu Gi Oh like dark magician girl for example, <laughs> but that doesn't so so that aesthetic again is not it's more of an extra credit thing than a, a necessary. It's still mostly plate armor. I, I think um, for me it's more the fact that they are leaning into the fact that they have these big over yeah fashion for sure. aesthetics for your main characters while everyone else is just dressed like a normal dude right like yeah. It could just be that could just be an anime thing. I think that might oh, just God, be anime. I though. have a list. Where did it? Well, I was thinking about magical girl shows, and I don't have an opinion one way or the Charlie, other. Charlie, you had a thought. <laughs> yes, as I want to do. Uh, I think about them all the time. In as you are girl shows, to do. there's a very uh-huh. there's a balancing act between all the chaos that's going on and their normal life. Usually, as students, do you see Yu-Gi-Oh having that same kind of balance? Oh yeah, that was one other thing that I wanted to put on the checklist. I forgot about that. Yeah, the the superhero alter ego situation, which doesn't really, from what I remember, come up in Yu-Gi-Oh at all, um, because the world is built around it. It kinda does because you have to think about the situations that they're finding themselves in, being normal for this world, right? Um, because it's not just like. Yugi is constantly embroiled in this bullshit. This is literally how they solve international problems in this world. So so in that context, Yugi himself is actually a pretty normal kid. He just also happens to be a magical-powered yeah. badass. Yeah, it's just like the dif- the disconnect isn't really there between the two. And like in the sense of like um like the big thing that Yugi Yugi and Yami have to do is do the thing that everyone already does just better than everyone else and and sometimes magically Does, do they do any schoolwork in Yu Gi Oh? i'm concerned yeah. uh they they do inside the first couple episodes and sporadically throughout the rest of it but not very much yes which i am assuming is actually what that school teaches uh given that gx is a direct sequel they hang out in school and play Yu Gi Oh in school i don't think so i think gx be- the dual academy got put in like the school that they go to in Yu-Gi-Oh original series 
is not a dueling academy. Um, that's that's a that's a show where in canon, according to Duel Links, which like was referencing a, a movie that I haven't watched. I think it's called Dark Side of Dimensions or some shit like that. Um, like Joey decides that after graduating, he's gonna be he's gonna try to be a pro duelist, and he gets yelled at in class for cleaning his dual disc in class. Good old Joey. Uh, the the other thing that I had on here is that Yugi does actually uh, cure people with the power of his magical girl powers. Uh, notably in like what is it like second episode where he mind crushes Seto Kaiba into being a better person. It takes it takes a yeah yeah it takes a couple of seasons, but it does mm-hmm. actually or at the end of that season where he does the same thing to Pegasus. So it's kind of like his rainbow cure, only slightly more violent. Right. Mm. Like I won't deny that there are some aspects of the show that definitely fit the 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 concept of a magical girl thing. I just I think it's the parts that are wrong are so that... like distinctly wrong enough that I have to draw a line. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like it's one of those things where it's like I have to be more harsh with Yu Gi Oh specifically too, um, because of how many people like literally there have been there have been multiple people when i say oh we have a list of every show that's a magical girl show and which one isn't including stuff that's not you know like yeah i list a couple of things that are weird ones that to be on the list like <laughs> um el tigre or whatever <laughs> and someone's like oh so Yu-Gi-Oh's on there and i'm like no it's not <laughs> and then i have to say the same things every time and and again that's fair and hopefully you can just point at this episode afterwards as a uh you know one way or the other answer i i still have my fingers crossed so to kind of uh to kind of, since i i think we've hit all of the major points here right not not a whole lot else to say uh so so i just yeah i, I think there's not really much else to to be said except for yeah so just to reiterate uh my points on our points of disagreement um on the transformation sequence, you already accept that Digimon Frontier is a magical girl show, and their transformations are mm-hmm. basically exactly the same as Yugi's, where they're switching bodies with, you know, other spirits. Uh, even ancient spirits. Um. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and to reiterate, my counterpoint on that was that I had not actually watched all of Digimon Frontier, and that, like, if that's a counterpoint, then that is also a counterpoint that I will be taking off of Digimon I've, Frontier. I've gotten Digimon Frontier kicked off the magical <laughs> girl list. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Digimon fans. Not yet. <laughs> Digimon, that's, that's a thing where it's like, if I ever go back and actually watch all of Digimon Frontier, it might get reevaluated. You can, you can re it really, it becomes very, very clear in literally the last episode. Um, up until then, you just kind of see glimpses of it. But, uh, oh god, what was the other? Oh yes, Power of Friendship. Uh, Taya dries a smiley face on everyone's hands, and they, uh, they come back to that time and time and time and time again. And then Yugi uh, wins because he believes in the heart of the cards. <laughs> yes, but he also gives speeches about how his friends give him the strength to carry on. His friends are his inner strength. And, and I think that's the point on which we disagree as to whether that counts. And I think it does. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm definitely then, uh, down with yeah. saying that is more of like a personal taste disagreement than anything else. Yeah, and that's fine. And then we had a uh, does Yugi's deck count as a magical girl upgrade was kind of the other. And that one's like, I feel like it's that one's gray area because it's just sort of nebulous. It's a hard thing to try to to compare yeah, they, because it's a thing that has to consist of a lot of things. 
Yeah, yeah. But if we assume that, and as they kind of suggest inside the show itself, um, this is kind of my closing argument for this. If we accept that he literally has a spiritual bond with his deck, any change in that is him changing a part of himself, at which point it becomes a very personal growth kind of mechanism. Mm. Uh, I think that's a neat concept and definitely a good way to read it. I don't think that necessarily helps the reading of a magical girl show because in a magical <laughs> girl show, they get a new laser and it's like, hey, check out the cool new laser. <laughs> but, but, but the cool new laser usually happens after an, a point of emotional growth. Um, In Futari Law, pretty sure it happened when a the new bad guys showed power. up. <laughs> yeah. And a baby. <laughs> and the baby is still a baby. <laughs> Like, like it's not every magical girl show, but it's a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think I have made as strong a case as I possibly yeah, can. Yeah, you definitely did a very one, uh, very good job. Um, well, I, I'm unblocking you on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, but it's my it's my decision. I came here. It is. It is, it is your decision. Uh, you two have made your cases to me. Do you, Do you need to? Do you need to deliberate? Do we need to, like, close you off in chambers? Yeah, do we need to send you away so we can talk about something else while you're gone? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what would you talk about? I'm not here. I don't know. Uh, Madoka? I've never seen Madoka, so I could listen to Jeremy's thoughts on it and not have anything to add. Uh, yeah, no, that, that would be boring for everybody. Uh, we could talk about the other Yu-Gi-Oh! show. <laughs> you can talk about anything as long as you just don't talk about me while I'm not here. Can we talk about can we talk about Kaiba's uh, Kaiba's fashion sense? Sure, he looks like he here looks like a, a PlayStation Five. <laughs> yeah, here is a man. Here is a man who knows what he wants out of life, and what he wants is a coat. Yeah, <laughs> the longest, coolest coat that has ever existed. Like when you look at the grown-up version that I've like I posted in the chat, I was like, yeah, Joey's still wearing like a green coat, but he got a new T-shirt, kind of like it's yeah. He like he wore a similar T-shirt before, I'm pretty sure, like in like during Battle yeah. City or whatever. But like he tucked a shirt in. He learned to tuck a shirt in. Yeah. And, and Kaiba starts out as like school uniform and then turns into a Power Rangers enemy. Yeah, and then he remains a Power's and en- he, he becomes more of a Power Rangers enemy. Actually, hold on. Let he me- just le- he just leads in. He leans into it. Let me show you a picture of Kaiba in the grown-up universe thing. Oh yeah, no, I need, I need um, this in my life. He he he's got he's got stuff going on. Oh, goodness. Remember, this is the same future in which Joey looks like an adult and Mokuba is a polite business boy. Hey, did you uh, three know that uh, because of our names, on if you look at the members side of the uh, screen, uh, we're a traffic light. Oh, so I don't see that because I, I don't think, Jeremy, are we actually, are we Discord friends? Oh, no. We are, right? Wait, wait, are we? We're not. Holy shit! Holy wow. Wow. Okay. I, I. I. Okay. There. I was like, I didn't. I didn't see it. I was like, I, yeah, yeah, I, I would have seen it, but there. Oh god. Okay. Also, yes, that is the best. I love that Kaiba. He's got a cyber arm. <laughs> yeah, he's got a cyber arm and like some sh- like metal shit on his face. It's fantastic. I love. Yeah, that. and then meanwhile, Mokuba's a business boy. <laughs> Mokuba's a polite business boy. I have deliberated. I have considered Uh your cases. I have taken them into my mind, and I have looked at them. I have looked at the evidence. 
You've rotated it in your mind like a cube. <laughs> and I want you to say... Did you make a little checklist? That when I, when I give my answer, I want all listeners to know that I'm not saying this through any bias. I have looked at it as uh, unbiased as I can, as objectively as I can. I have considered my own feelings on magical goals, okay? This, the core of me that loves magi- the magical Lysandra has looked at the evidence... And I, I, you summoned your ghost <laughs> companion that lives inside your necklace, and they have helped you deliberate. And I am so sorry that I must say that I have come to the conclusion that Yu Gi Oh is not a magical doll show. I have not been convinced. No! no! Oh no! To be fair, Jeremy, I will say you were fighting an uphill battle. I know. But like no. a, a vampire once said, you were trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> <laughs> but like, okay, okay. I, I just, I just, I, I posted, it, I dropped a thing in there. Tell me that Nagisa and Yugi do not have the same color palette. Yugi has a lot more blue. I would say blue is a core color of Yugi Moto. I mean, the, those pants are obviously black. Yeah, coat's but his coat's blue. <laughs> and he wears the coat most of the time. <laughs> I will say that for... The starting arguments. I was going. I was leaning your way, Jeremy. Okay, I was on your side. But as we <laughs> talked more about it, I was swayed back the other way. And there are certain things I feel personally that maybe the two of you might not agree on. But I feel that for me, as someone who has seen a lot of magical girl shows and really loves the genre, I feel like it doesn't quite get there for me. Yu Gi Oh is very close. It's ve- it comes very close. It's super close. I cannot let it go all the way. Well, that's fine. We are all, uh, in fact, adults, and we can agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I, I very much appreciate you <laughs> letting me come on <laughs> and make my my case. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if you're out there listening and you agree with me that Yu-Gi-Oh! is, in fact, a magical girl show, then... Good job. <laughs> don't tell don't tell us though. Start your own podcast. Yeah, d- one, start your own podcast. Two, yeah, don't like- tell us about it because then I'm gonna have to block you on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized that I had to uh, refollow Jeremy as a result of me blocking. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might also require you to refollow me as well. Oh, uh, I guess I should figure that out, shouldn't I? Whilst I'm thinking about it. Wow. Uh, I hope this yep, doesn't I gotta, ruin I gotta our friendship, you. Yep. Jeremy. No, no. I had you in the first quarter. I made a I made a strong case, and then we we just we we lost it somewhere along the line. But that's fine. That's fine. That's life. Yeah, it yes. happens. Uh, Sometimes you have a great move, and then you just run right into a trap card. That's just how it happens. <laughs> and then you're just stuck spinning your wheels trying to get something else to happen, and you just can't. They keep knocking everything off the board. You know, you know, I, I was I was hoping that the Digimon Frontier thing was going to work in my favor, and instead it was like, no, now we're reconsidering if Digimon Frontier is a magical girl show. <laughs> yeah, you you overestimated my commitment to Digimon Frontier. Ah, <laughs> I love its theme song. Digimon, That's pretty much like I love the thing. It. It's really good. It's a really good show. It's a good show. Yeah, the theme song rips. It's the best. I would and argue it's one of the best Digimon theme songs. I would not disagree with you. It is. It is. It's pretty. Uh. I lost my train of thought there. I don't know. It's late. <laughs> also, it's one of the only ones where they 
basically just lose. Like, straight up. Alright. Sorry, I sort of zoned out for a second. Oh, wait, we have to end this not just because, not for any other reason besides that my connection is so bad that you two keep cutting out for me. And yeah, I'm- you came back in a very stuttery fashion. Yeah. No, that's that's fine. That's fine. So, let's do our plugs. Now that we have decided, now that I've made my choice, let's start some plugs. So, if you want to find us on Twitter, the podcast, not, uh, and not talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! at us anymore, You can I will- tell me about how much you like Yu-Gi-Oh! GX and how yes. much uh, Jaden and Jesse are definitely dating. <laughs> but we will no longer take any arguments arguments about whether Yu-Gi-Oh is a magical girl show or not we have we have our firm decision on the matter and we would ask that you respect that uh, yeah yeah def- definitely respect the decision because it was it was fair um yes. however if you have something we haven't sorted yet feel free to send that to us i'll add it to our list yeah absolutely did you know that we almost have a hundred things on this list I cannot believe we almost have 100 things on this list. Like, if we sorted everything that was in the Toby Determined list right now, it would be over 100. Wow. I mean, we can't right now. I mean, no, we could. not right now. It's a hell of a list. Well, yes. one of them we can't do right now because we haven't finished watching season two. That's true. So, if you want to find us on Twitter and talk to us, uh, you can find us at Prepod Engaged. And if you want to talk to me, Charlie, and pay me money so that I will fight you about any of the other choices, you can do so by fighting me at Magical underscore Pride. Uh, I will absolutely fight anyone who comes at me and tells me Cockhead Saka is not a Magical Girl show. I will show up at your house, stand outside the door, and fight you. I'll, I'll be back up for that one. I'll break my, my no fighting rule for that. Yeah, no, it definitely is a magical girl show. I'm, I'm not going to argue that. If you want to hear me be a cool not ghost on a podcast, you can go listen to Other Pod, where I play Phantom the Nomad. It's a mask actual play podcast, and two episodes are out currently. You can find that at Other Pod. And if you want to hear me have a, a conversation with Jeremy about a very completely different topic you can go listen to love core gaming which is not out yet and i don't know if it'll be out by time i edit and release this episode it's coming out in july so depending on when this comes out it could be the first episode could be out where me and jerry we talk about mass effect you can go find that twitter at love core gaming uh, i don't do anything else I will say, every time you bring up Lovecore Gaming, I just think about the logo I made for it, and I think it's it's still a very good logo. It is. It is a very good logo. What have you plug yourself? I'll plug myself first because I we usually do the guest last, so they get a spotlight on them. I'm on Twitter at Madlobotanist, that's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T, where I tweet about things sometimes, um, but not as often lately, for whatever reason. Um, you can also find other shows I do, such as Kids and Their Dog, a Scooby-Doo movie review and recap podcast, as well as RNGG at RNGGcast, which is a randomly generated game design podcast. Um, and yeah, I think that's... Oh, you can also find me. This, well, yeah, I'm not going to plug this. I'll let Jeremy plug this. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, is that... Am I up then? Yeah, yes. you're up. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter for some reason, you can follow me at Tayu Face. It's T A Y U Face. 
Uh, you can also check out, I, I do primarily do a podcast about teenage superheroes aggressively having feelings at each mm-hmm. other uh, called Apex City. And you can find that at Apex City Cast. And this year, this entire year, we're doing a big time travel event on which you will hear both Charlie and Cassidy. Uh, Cassidy's episodes just started airing. Charlie's will be airing towards the end of the year. Yeah, you. Uh, so if you 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 put out yeah. the first Silver Age episode right after, shortly after my birthday, as as a wonderful birthday present to me. I I did plan that. That was entirely yeah, planned. definitely <laughs> intentional. Definitely not a coincidence. <laughs> it was one hundred percent intentional. Uh, and how dare you suggest otherwise? <laughs> but yeah, check check that out. Uh, Charlie and Cassidy are delightful, as I'm sure you know, and their characters are fantastic. So go listen to Hindsight, if nothing else. But also listen to the rest of Apex City because it's yes. good. Yes, I mean you can if you if you like bears, uh, space mushrooms, magic mimes, and like a surly rich demon kid. Yeah, go for it. Um, if you if you paid attention to March Madness and like baseball, <laughs> yes. Yes. Listen. Yes. I'm coming out here saying that Apex City is one of my favorite podcasts, so you better go listen to it, or else. Gonna make me blush. Huh. It's pretty high up there. Maybe that was my intention, Jeremy. You don't know. Oh God, jeez. <laughs> uh, but that's. Do you have anything else to plug? Oh yeah, no. I I guess I actually kind of do because I also play uh, uh, a surly ain't. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I also play a uh, grumpy French vampire who is romantically inclined towards gothic architecture on uh, Shadows of St. Flair, uh, which former guest on this show, Landon, uh, hosts. And it's very, very good as well. If you like uh, if you like urban horror, go check that out. I will eventually probably be on there myself for a one-shot, which we have not recorded yet. And who knows if so we ever sorry. will record. I'm sure you will. Uh, I also been writing a multi-chapter fanfic for Saturdays of St. Flair, so if you are into fanfic, hit me up. It's, it's pretty good. Pretty good. I don't know if that's true, but people seem to enjoy it. It's it's true. It's damn true. It's true. <laughs> it's it's one hundred percent true. <laughs> I don't know what that voice was or where it came from. That reminds you me, know, Jeremy. Every now and then, oh, go ahead. You do that thing. Uh, it's more important than the thing I was gonna say. Probably not. I was going to say, Jeremy, remind me after we end the recording to tell you about my new Shadows of St. Flower fanfic idea. Yes, I will. Okay, let's finish. What were you going to say, Cassidy? I was just going to say that every time I do the it's true, it's damn true thing, no one I ever talk to gets the reference. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm sure people out there do, because it's not like a subtle one. It's a wrestling thing. Ah, wrestling. I, I am not much of a wrestle boy myself. Uh, the thing I'll say about it is the person who says it, like, the, my favorite clip of it is he says it, and then he pours, like, two jugs of milk all over himself <laughs> while he's in a suit. What? <laughs> Perfect. Okay, gonna go I'll, look at I'll, I'll find the clip to send to you. Do it. Is there anything else? I think that's it. Should we end this podcast? Yeah, that's, that's, I think we should. All right. <laughs> so until next time, we need your help, people. Uh, I no no I didn't think of one to say for this one. Um. Uh. Oh no. Uh. Oh gee. Get your game on. <laughs> Don't be a digital dummy. <laughs> Yeah.
Let it 